0: Hi, and welcome to EST. If you love the Established Church, this is the place to have conversations about why the Established Church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for his glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, the pastor of West Bradenton Baptist Church in Bradenton, Florida, Josh King, the pastor of Saxey's Church in Saxey, Texas, and me, Micah Fries, the pastor of Brainerd Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We're glad you're here.
1: Hey what's up and welcome to a live edition of EST. We're currently sitting down in
0: the what, we're sitting down in Phoenix? I'm pretty sure every podcast that we record is recorded live. I'm just I'm just saying, right, Sam, isn't that the I way guess, it goes?
1: I guess they're all well they're not none of them are Nobody's live. Nobody's listening to We're this not live. listening
0: to them live. But anyway, we're we're no. here in the lovely well, Phoenix, Arizona.
1: We are live with each other. Yeah. we're I'm pretty not, sure not we virtual. generally are not
0: Well, virtual. that's true. We're not on video. We're not, we're not video. virtual. We're, all right. so we're together for around one team. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Did you just say we're together for the gospel? For the, right? go- for <laughs> the established church. Let's all just rip off est- everybody else's stuff. <laughs> yes.
2: For the established church and the glory of God.
0: I thought that's what Christians did, is they just saw something cool and they they copied it.
1: It's, uh, that, that, is a, that is a strategy. <laughs> so to explain to what everybody, everybody what we're doing, we're in Phoenix, Arizona right now in this really cool kind of little... Place where there is nobody But we're sitting outside It's vibey It's,
0: it's vibey, it's vibe-y. It's, I it's, it's got that vibey feel Here's too. the thing It's cooler than all three of us It's very millennial Yes it's very. And That's it's, what, so it's younger than all three Well no you guys are millennials I'm millennial. That's right
1: So um, we've got um, a, 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 I think a cool topic today We're going to hey, talk wait, about wait, this
0: wait. We have a live audience today
1: A live audience
0: We have two people <laughs> Watching and listening. But that does. This is fantastic. That
1: does count us as sit, a live
0: audience. Who's sitting with us, Mike? And friend. anyone
1: else that's giving a little shout out. Yes. Actual so shout outs.
0: Paul Lasso, who's the preaching pastor at Brainerd, is hanging out with us. He's on payroll and he's under me in the org charts So maybe he's here because he feels like he has to be. Probably I don't know, but he's, yeah. uh, but he's here. Yes. And then Adam Denny is in the house as well. It's not really the house, but he's hanging out with us as well. And Adam's a pastor in Georgia. So we're glad he's here as well.
1: Yeah, you know, and the other thing about it is Adam is the one who came up with the topic. The, the topic, topic, for, the topic for tonight, which yep. I think is fantastic. Exactly. And, and uh, so here's the idea. Should we look at our church membership roles evangelistically? So, Ooh. so you know, instead of Ooh. cleaning off the roles, like some people tend to do, those young pastors ruining churches, cleaning off roles and stuff like that, should we... Uh, maybe use that name, that information and stuff like we have uh, evangelistically. What do you think? Go ahead, Sam. You know, I, I would say this is, let me just say, one of the biggest
2: mistakes that young, new pastors make in an established church is, hey, we want to have regenerate church membership, which is great. I agree with that let's clean up the rolls, and you can you can burn a lot of bridges and make a lot of mistakes in that whole process
1: well it's not really the wanting to do it; it's how they do it right how it's the yeah. how yeah and yeah, how quickly yeah I, they do. I would agree yeah.
2: i would agree that most established churches need a role cleanup and a better focus on regenerate church membership it's how we go about it sometimes and i've i've made this mistake i've done it well and i've done it poorly mm-hmm. um I think you should definitely start with your membership roles and look at them as a way to reconnect people instead of a way to get rid of people. So I don't know if that means evangelistic or not. Certainly some of the people on your roles more than likely are not saved. But I've always looked at it as a way to to get people reconnected. In fact, we're about
1: to start doing that at... um, at West Bradenton. Well, you used an interesting topic here. Micah, explain what it means to have, like, regenerate church membership.
0: Yeah, so basically this idea that we want to make sure that those who are members of the church are genuine believers in Jesus. And while I guess on some level, probably most members of most churches would think that's just elementary, right? we know that there are large numbers of churches that haven't practiced a real strict concept of membership. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a, a while... In, I don't think, I know, there was a while in evangelicalism where the bar was lowered considerably in terms of membership. And I get the motivation, and I like the motivation. The motivation is, bar gets lowered, it's easier for people to come in, more people come in, more people believe the gospel, it's sure. ultimately good for the kingdom. Right. Only problem is it's flawed philosophy. Mm-hmm. And actually, I mean, probably the book that helped people understand the flaw in the philosophy as much as anything was Sam's dad's book um, on expectations, which was a really, really, good, a really, good, yeah. bo- a really good book. Uh, and basically, you know, what he said was, the higher the expectation, you know, as you—or not—not the higher the, the expectation, but as you raise the bar, the more people are inclined to find themselves sort of affiliating, and the more you have integrity with respect to your membership. So. When we say regenerate church membership, we generally mean people who take membership seriously, who have expectations that people don't just claim to be a believer, mm-hmm. but they're actually visibly able to demonstrate that they are a believer and that after uh, that, they, after they become a member, mm-hmm. that there is some expectation of membership behavior. And if they don't maintain that expectation, they're removed from the roles of the church. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, idealistically in a church that practices regenerate church membership, you would have maybe... You know, if you have 100 people in attendance every weekend, you might have 65 members, but you run 100. Well, that's the reverse of what we typically see in most churches, right? Mm -hmm. You have 100 people show up, you have 375 people who are members. Right. Because you've not kept uh, that membership role with any sense of integrity mm-hmm. with respect to their actual faith and practice
1: why would anybody fight this why would anybody
0: in the church well or... oh that's well, a, like that. that's a well, huge question yeah. I get why they would fight it I why?
2: think well I think some people have equated the church role to the Lamb's book of life yes. okay I, I think a lot of people look at membership in a church as a bit of a ticket to heaven okay and if you remove people from the church role then that might be saying something about their, the state of their soul. Right. Um, and and I, I can get why people would push back on that because, you know, you got grandma who's been in the church her whole life and daughter or son and then grandkids and the grandkids don't come anymore. And if you take them off the roll, then you're splitting the family up and it can be, it
1: can be hard. Eternally. E- etern- you're yeah. Splitting you're splitting the family, splitting family eternally. Up eternally, Yeah. And so there's a lot. And it, it's it, not just grandma. I've seen it a couple of times where it's like a wayward son. And they're holding on to that membership as the only thing that's redeemable in their child. Yes.
0: Well, and so let's let's go back a little bit. Remember, too, a lot of this goes to our understanding of the gospel. So you ask, Josh, why would anybody fight this? The grandmother whose grandson walked an aisle during vacation Bible school at seven years old was baptized came to church for the next three years with grandma and grandpa, but then got you know into preteen and then teenage years and just bailed out mm-hmm. and has now lived you know like a hellion for 15, 20, 30 years. Right. But if grandma's understanding of the gospel is anyone who asks Jesus into their heart is saved, even if they live like they're apart from Christ for 30 years, they ask Jesus in their heart, therefore they're saved. When you remove their child from the role, going back to Sam's point to some degree, I don't know it, it, necessarily if they think... Um, You're removing them from an eternal, you know, Lamb's Book of Life as much as they are to say, who are you to say they're not genuinely a believer? I Mm. was there when they walked an aisle. I was there, you know. And this is their church. This is their church. This is their their home. If you remove them from the role, you're going to turn them away from the church. They're going to be, well, they're already turned away from the church, but they don't think that way. Mm. Remember, I said this, how many times, I don't know how many times I've said this. Faith is an emotional decision, oftentimes, before it's an intellectual decision. You have to win the heart before you can win the head. Mm -hmm. And people in the church, we we don't, as pastors, we come at this from an intellectual perspective. Here's what A and B equal, and that's C. But our people, they think with their head, certainly, but they think with their heart. How's this going to affect the people I love? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I say to our people in our church all the time, we think it's loving, to say to someone who's not lived like a christian for fifteen years well we know you're a believer we know you're following Jesus. I was there. You've just been backslidden, but I'm praying for you to come back around. We mm-hmm. think that's loving. Mm-hmm. I say to our people all the time, the most loving thing you can say is, I love you, but you're clearly not a believer in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Believe the gospel. Mm. And so there's a different understanding of the gospel at play. Yeah,
1: I think, you know, just to kind of emphasize a little bit about what you're talking about there with the heart, there is also the view of the church being sort of familial and home. Absolutely. And there's a it's way family. of, like, breaking yep. the plate. I don't that's know if you all are familiar with that phrase, you know. Um, there's sort of a joke that some dads will say, once you get to a certain age, I'm breaking your plate, which means you can't come back. Go out and live your life and be an adult and stuff like that. And they sort of feel like we're banning them from the church by kicking them out. So I think what we're really emphasizing here for those who are maybe thinking about this or are leading their church through some of these situations is to understand that heart issue is not yet there for their brain issues. So um, Sam, what... I'm curious about some of the ways you've seen, because you do some consulting and stuff like that, what are some of the ways you've seen pastors do this wrong?
0: Poorly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah poorly. Those, those
1: are legion.
2: The, the, way that, <laughs> the way that you would do this wrong just, is to approach it, like, like the, the person that Micah just described, mm-hmm. is to, to go on a, for lack of a better phrase, a witch hunt after that person. Mm. There are, if, if you pastor an established church, and let's say you have 200 in average attendance, and you have six hundred on your membership rolls. You don't go after the hard cases first. Mm-hmm. You go after the low-hanging fruit. You go after the easy cases, the people that are dead. Um, you know, the people that have moved moved, moved, moved away. Yeah, yeah, right. The people that everyone's like, I have no idea who that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can quote unquote clean up your rolls. Half of your your rolls that need to be cleaned up with with just the the basics and you've taken a huge step there so don't focus on the hard cases first Mm -hmm. focus on the ones that are easy what we've done what I've seen work we call it Project Reconnect and Hmm. so we go through and I've, I've done this twice now we go through the roles our roles are inflated just like everyone else's and we we, <laughs> Josh is, Josh I mean, is Josh, over here
0: arguing Josh is making,
1: that his, not his mine. are not Mine inflated. are
0: completely clean. Yeah. Yes, I, I want to make sure that we clarify that he just said completely, completely yeah. clean. I might, completely. I, might, I will. I will I will argue. It I might need to inspect yeah. it. I will argue. So, well, it.
2: Okay, we'll use A much
1: smaller church. We'll use
2: my. <laughs> we'll use my church as an example yeah. because we need to do this. Mm. So what we're doing is we're going through the rolls. We're looking at everybody. We're asking the question, is this person here? Is this person active? Mm -hmm. We're actually, in our new bylaws, which we just adopted, we're covenantal. Mm -hmm. Our covenant is our expectations. I would encourage you, if you're listening, if you're wanting to move in this direction, set high expectations of your people. Make that your covenant, if at all possible, particularly for your new people. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're going through our list of people and just asking that question. Are they here? Are they faithful? Are they active? Are they covenantal with us? And the ones that aren't, we're setting them aside and then what we're going to do is we're going to reach out to them and for those that are like, yeah, they still live here or they're connected or their are family, um, we kind of know who they are. Is that staff-led we're... or are you leading members to go after Actually, them? I've got a staff person that's helping me lead it, Okay. but we're using our life groups or small groups, sure. Sunday school, whatever you call them, uh, to reach out to these people. So we're assigning groups of people cool. to life groups. That's
0: a groups. great way to do it. Yeah. Well, remember too, what Sam's talking about is not a. Too many people view, too many church members view cleaning the roles as a punitive decision on behalf of leadership. Mm. We're getting rid of these people. Mm. It's like church discipline. We need to help redeem the act of reclaiming the church roles. So we're trying to, and what Sam's doing is painting a picture of good leadership. This is redemptive activity. Mm -hmm. How do we help those? He calls it. Project Reconnect. Project Reconnect. How do we help them uh, reconnect really cool. yeah. with the body? It gives you an opportunity to show the gospel. It gives you an opportunity to reintroduce them to expectations of membership. But to, you go back to, you asked the question, how do we do this poorly? Sure. We do this poorly the way Sam just described. We do this poorly by being heavy-handed as pastors. Mm-hmm. Dad, This is what the Bible says. This is what God expects. We're going to do it. Everybody, get on board. Here, we're just going to chop these rolls. And then you hear pastors say these sort of things when they get around their other pastor buddies and they brag, "Man, we've been cutting our rolls. We've been cutting all these people mm-hmm. off." And they're bra- you know, th- there shouldn't be in any way a desire or or, or a a joy in our lives mm-hmm. when we're cutting people away from the church. Right? Mm-hmm. When we're remo- we're pushing people farther away from the church, it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. But it should be done with a sense of weightiness and understanding that this is a this is a heavy responsibility that we're assuming. Mm-hmm. So, And it should be your last step. It should be your last step. You, you, Again, it's like church discipline. Which, I, by the way, I think going through the process of regenerative church membership is a process of church discipline. Yeah. Because the people who have claimed to be believers, align themselves with the church, are living in sin. In other words, they've... Abandon the Christian community, and they're not they're not faithfully following Christ in that manner. Mm-hmm. So we should do the same thing. You go to them. You confront them. Mm-hmm. You give them an opportunity. You go back to them. Again, there's this pattern of re- multiple opportunities to give them an opportunity to come back. And then ultimately, the last case is severed from the relationship. Right. The other thing I would say is this. In bad leadership... Bad leadership is the pastor or a few staff doing this without in, in, that the church being invested in the process. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what your church polity is. Right. I don't care if you're a pastor-led, elder-led, committee-led. I don't care. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about removing potentially large numbers of people from the church, your church has to be a part of the process. Mm-hmm. And I would say you have to start by teaching it. You don't practice church discipline by, by removing someone from membership until you've explained to the people biblically why we would even do this in the first place mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned this on the show before Don Whitney likes to say all reformation begins with teaching teach your people Mm. So start with a positive view of church membership. This right. is what church membership yeah. is. This is why it matters. This is why it's important. Move from there to this is how we expect people to behave as members. Mm-hmm. Move from there to say if they don't e- and uh, behave this way, then this is how we respond to them. Mm-hmm. And then you say, oh, by the way, we have X number of people mm-hmm. who aren't living in such a way that they're faithful to what we understand membership yeah. to be. Now we begin the redemptive process and, of moving them to that.
2: Grandma gets really excited when you're talking about Hey, we're going to call your grandson. Right. And we're reaching out to him and we're going to try to get him back in the church. Mm -hmm. That gets grandma on your team. Wonderfully. As opposed to, we're cutting them, we're cutting them out of the role. Right. Um, now, now you've got a process where, where your people are actually getting excited about it. And by the way, if, if your church is inwardly focused, Granted, no, this this may thing. or yeah. this may or may not be evangelism per se. Right, but at least you've got your people thinking outwardly now. Hey,
1: let's go get our own. Right, let's go and reach out and and the step and, and, from and getting your back own, in. the step from going after and getting your own, and then going and getting your neighbors is not that big of a step now. Right, exactly. Because you've trained them how to chase down somebody.
0: And remember, too, if you do what Sam just described and you're redemptive in nature and you've talked to grandma and said, Grandma, we're reaching out to your grandson. We're trying to bring him back in. Mm -hmm. If you get to the point where you're removing them from the membership roles, she's still going to be emotional Mm -hmm. and it's still not going to be fun. But at least you can say to her, We did everything in our power. He's chosen Mm -hmm. to keep himself away from the church. He's chosen. Even after we've repeatedly gone after him, he's right. chosen this decision for right. himself. It's like letting someone go. Ultimately, when you let someone go for poor performance, if you've done your job as a supervisor correctly, they've been mm-hmm. confronted multiple times about their performance, they're not surprised by it, and you can say with absolute integrity, they chose right. to be fired. on paper, And there's a paper trail, but justify it. The same thing's true here. If you just go after him and you start severing relationships, Grandma's gonna be mad, and frankly, I'll tell you you're a bad pastor and she has a right to be mad. Yeah. Mad with you. Yeah. And you and and here's the problem. We get arrogant and we say, Well, I'm just doing bless God, what the Bible wants me to do. Mm -hmm. No, you're being a bad pastor. You're being a bad pastor. I
1: mean, clearly one of the most biblical illustrations, although it's not really the the application of the text. Is the shepherd leaving the sheep and going after the other? Minute,
0: did he probably just use eisegesis this to eisegesis. justify his this point? Eisegesis. I'm just trying to figure out. This it's is a
1: podcast. Is this what they Will teach you? you? No. No. We're allowed okay. to do this in okay. podcasting. Is it eisegesis or aisegesis? well I think it's asegesis. <laughs> if there's the three of us, <laughs> you're going to be the one that draws where that This is the guy with the doctor comes yeah.
0: in and levies the heavy boom.
1: He never did that before. He no, ADHD. he
0: didn't. <laughs> I'm, just
1: saying, I'm
0: just saying Dallas Dr. Sam Rayner. Hey, so let me tell you. Either me, way, me, I, I, I misapplied that. I meant to say this, though. We talked about Libya at this cool place. You're probably hearing ambient noise in the podcast as right. we're talking, planes going overhead, people walking by. That's yeah. just because we're sitting outside, and, and we're just going to call that cool background well, noise. Well,
2: no, we're
1: actually. Background noise. We're, we're, we're getting our rave on at
0: the yes. FCC. Yes. I, yes. That's
2: what's going on
1: right now. Yes. I have the thought that if somebody walks by and they curses, I can actually click that button that says explicit content oh on the gosh. iTunes. And then probably our numbers are going to go up because <laughs> we're <fine>. a <laughs> podcast. You know how that stuff works in our culture are now. Are trying to
0: be the shock jock of church pastor podcasts? Yeah, Podcast? that's what we're going to be. Oh, my gosh. That's what we're going to be because
1: the, the world needs that.
2: established church shock jock. Explicit yes. content.
0: Wow. Content. Yeah. Content. Um, hilarious.
1: So I will say, and and I'll even defend this, that Saxie's church roles are clean. and But I'm I'm saying that from the standpoint, I've been there six years and it was a long process, and there was a number of steps that went into that. Some of the ones that we're talking about here: the chasing after the people, the letters, the calling, the contacts. Right. We also had to go in and define what a member means, the yep. expectations, etc. We also built in, and this—you know—you can argue whether or not this is biblical—what an inactive member meant. And essentially, for us, it means it's the six months of not participating with our expectations, and it means you lose your voting rights. And so you can't come in and be gone for six months and then come in and vote, which I, I tell people all the time that if you're taking an established church, particularly if it's a replant situation, you need to kind of gain control of that problem. Yeah. Because a lot of times we all know the stories of people showing up and voting for those sort of things. And then there's a year. So one of the, the – the, um, I think this is how we'll shift this. Now let's talk about some of the good ways to do this. One of the ways that we cleaned our rolls – was by setting up this is our expectations for active members this is what an inactive member looks like after six months then after a year, after some follow up then you are releasing your membership if you if you are not giving, serving, or attending our church for a year's time you have released your membership you're walking away from it we set that up it wasn't until a year later that most of the people fell off the the roles by law of our bylaws we didn't go through and cut anybody we passed a bylaw and then a year later a lot of them passed away we we actually
2: in our new bylaws um and and granted i I don't necessarily recommend writing new bylaws as kind of your first step at your church but my church was asking for it and my the leadership of the church wanted it so we did it they were literally asking they were literally asking for it um and we we actually wrote that language in there that you would in essence forfeit your membership Mm -hmm. after a year of inactivity and and by default you came off the Mm rolls it doesn't mean you necessarily automatically come off the rolls
1: but you could be you could be removed from the rolls without an action from the church we also have a designated staff person who will monthly pull the inactive list and so she can run a report who hasn't given who hasn't served who hasn't attended and then take that list, and we go chasing after those, because we don't want them to get to the point right. of official inactivity. <laughs> yeah, back right. to Micah's point, we want to be redemptive
2: in our activity and mm-hmm. in, in all of our ministries. Um, the other thing that I would add to this whole conversation is, you know, let's say you're a newer pastor, and, you know, anytime you in, you go to an established church, you inherit a culture. I mean, even mm-hmm. if you've been there three, four, five years, if your church is 50, 100 years old, you're 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 going to you're going to have an you're going to have a culture that you inherit right all of the people that are there day 1 of your ministry are they have a different set of expectations they came in under a different culture they came in under, under a different set of expectations for all i mean you you may or may not know and if you know it's helpful but the previous 10 pastors very well may have set up the expectation and the culture in your church of easy membership mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know low expectations Well, all of those people that are there came in under those expectations. You can't, day one, all of a sudden, just change those expectations. You have to work with those people.
1: And let me interject something here because this would be a good point to do this. If you're worried about or if you're working through the idea of remedying in a way. No, I'm not saying that word right. But if you're fixing the problem of easy membership, then maybe you should also, while you're cleaning off the rolls, stop easy membership. And so if you, those are two things well, that we I, kind of I would build say, into those. I would
0: say the, the stopping of easy membership is actually step one. Sure. Fix your membership process first. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest thing in the world to do. Nobody right. gets offended. Sometimes. Generally, yeah, yeah. generally nobody gets offended. With right. That. Because it doesn't affect anybody who's already there. It right. It just affects those who are coming mm-hmm. in the door. Fix your membership process first. And that way, because not only are you trying to alleviate a problem that's there, you want to keep it from growing. hmm if you don't fix that first, then you're going to have to sometime clean the rolls off, right. and you're going to constantly be adding more people to it. So fix membership first, then go about the process of...
1: What are oh, you laughing I want to make a political joke. Oh,
0: don't <laughs> okay. do it. What, what about I... stopping something don't and then fixing do the process what... and then keeping it Don't going. do it.
2: What I want to know is, and, and Phoenix is a wonderful city. And we're really in a nice
1: spot, but I can't figure out what that smell is. It
0: smells horrible. It's awful. It smells horrible, <laughs> right? Mean, like propane is what it smells know, like to I'm me. Because I'm looking
1: at this and I'm thinking, in my, in Dallas, Chattanooga, your towns, and stuff. I'm, I'm assuming this place would be hopping at this point, like lots of people walking around and stuff. like that. But maybe it's the smell. I don't. Maybe that's why nobody's down here. I don't. This, this is a really nice spot, but
2: it's really cool. I. I can't get over this. And I know our listeners have no idea because they can't smell,
1: but one yeah, day. This is This is we'll bad radio feature. right This now, is really bad, bad radio. <laughs> really yeah. bad radio, but you're All right, let's change, with it, are, it stinks here. We don't know why. Let's <laughs> change besides the subject. <laughs> besides the, okay, so if we're going to fix the membership, we're going to move away from easy membership. We're going to build in some processes that is going to fix or rotate off the roles. What are some other key components? If somebody's thinking through this, there's an established church pastor, and they're thinking, I want to clean up my roles. What's one or two nuggets that you guys would say? Think through this that we haven't already shared. Uh, bring, in a,
2: bring in a leadership team, like don't don't do it alone. Okay, yeah, like bring right. in. So we've
1: kind of hit on that, but who would be those people?
0: Are there certain roles uh, in the church? Or? So I think I think every church has something called a big mama.
1: Okay, explain Everyone. that because you you actually shared this with me my before I started my first pastorate. And it that's was right, huge. Yeah, this, so explain mama.
0: I think every church has a big mama, and. Yeah. This is this is this is not deeply spiritual, this is just very practical. Mm-hmm. Every church has a big mama. It may or not may not be a woman, but every church has a big mama. They may or may not have an official position in the church. But if Uh, But the person who this, whoever fills this role in your church is the person that when we get to business meeting, if there's a controversial topic before people vote, they all turn and look at how that person votes so that they can see the direction of the church. Mm -hmm. And I had a a pastoral ministries professor in college, Dr. Jerry Windsor. He used to say, find out who Big Mama is. And if she likes to bake pies, ask her for one every week. Right. (laughs) And I mean, it was a, it was a well stated point that you need to understand who moves the needle. Mm -hmm. in the life of the church. You ask the question, who should be on that? I can't tell you the answer to that. I mean, I can't tell you the specific people or the specific positions. Key influencers... Those who have key access. I mean, you don't want to hire, you don't want to bring someone on the committee likely who's or on this team likely who's been there six months as a member. Right. These are people who are probably going to be have been there for a little while, who know who people are and have sway within the congregation. And if you have them convinced that this is the path to take, the rest of the congregation will easily, generally, easily well, fall in line.
1: Well, it sounds like for for a lot of pastors, this is going to be a key element. You need to be there long enough to know who these people are and to I carry a little bit true. of a relationship too. So, sure, you've probably got an idea of week three in there of who big mom and stuff is but you don't have enough relational change yet to change this stuff right so don't
0: don't worry about it and i talk about this a lot but remember change you can't make change effectively until you have relational capacity you have to earn relational credibility and that generally takes a while Mm -hmm. unless you're somehow a well-known figure in the area and you come in and everybody just trusts you right off the bat right but for most of us that doesn't happen we have to come in and earn our credibility
2: yeah we're just now starting project reconnect
0: at uh, West Bradenton. I've been there two years. Two years. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Which even that is probably about the fastest I would think most people would want to do it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and again, part of the reason is our people are asking for this. Yeah, mm. exactly. They,
0: you, but you've got a little bit of a unique situation there.
2: Uh, yeah, I've got I've got a pretty healthy yeah, church. Right. I mean, my that's people right. are pretty mature. They, they have a good understanding of what we need to be doing. Yeah. And they're supportive, generally. Yeah. Not, not every established church is like that. So here I am. I'm in a relatively ideal situation. Absolutely. And... I'm just now starting this two years in. right? So for those of you who are listening, yeah, I mean, I, the, the next thing I would say is take your time. Mm, yes. If you can get it done quickly, great. But this is one of those things where it's much better Mike is stuff is like moving I'm stuff moving around. furniture around. Sorry, I think I think that um, this, take your time. That's what I want to say. Take
0: your time. My hyperactivity just kicked in. <laughs> we my ADD just made just his presence rearranging known. Rearranging the, the patio furniture made instance. his presence known. We
1: are. Um, I think we hit on this a lot when we're talking about church government or bylaws or anything like this. I, it, it seems like in our current culture of established churches, there's just these certain things that we think are cool. Uh, like elder led and clean rolls and all that kind of stuff and so, uh,
2: and Josh, so stop. It's,
1: it's Josh King is what it is it's, it's Josh sexy and Josh's church Saxxy's
0: church, <laughs> church. Saxxy's church is the sexy church quit right quit. yes my <laughs> Not favorite, y'all all keep going but f- people stop trying to mimic my, us <laughs> my favorite t-shirt of all time just about one of my favorite t-shirts of all time I tried to get Josh to make this it's t-shirt forever and now people are making it and they're selling it and it says I'm bringing sexy back bringing sexy back yes that's what church revitalization looks like in sexy Texas Adam
1: so, Adam did that answer your question very helpful, yes Good yes, Now what church are you at?
2: Tignall Baptist Church Tignall Georgia T- T- Tignall Georgia Tignall Georgia I didn't say, understand Say that. how you want
1: <laughs> 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 Say how you want
2: No, no What what town again? Tignall Tignall Tignal. Okay. T-ignal. 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 Oh, there's a N-A-X. G There's yeah. Yeah. in there T-ignal. Okay T-ignal. And you T-I-D.
1: said that was between Augusta and Athens Augusta and Athens So all of our folks over in Georgia We do appreciate you listening We appreciate Adam Contributing to Spitzer Sponsors Don't forget our sponsors
2: Sponsors
1: uh, we, we have two uh, two fantastic sponsors. One first is uh, Southeastern Seminary over in Wake Forest. Is that North or South Carolina? It, oh my word. <laughs> I have a script when I'm at <laughs> my desk, y'all. Josh, Selling in the Carolinas. Southeastern
2: is in North Carolina, Wake Forest, North Carolina awesome school if you're all about sending going being on mission and
1: being the church that is the seminary for you where are you going southeastern can take you there also our other sponsor is pastor talk uh join host marty duran as he talks to pastors and leaders in the church and and get all sorts of great pastor talk stuff that's uh, a lifeway.com slash pastor talk thanks for joining us
0: and marty duran is the guy you want to listen to marty's been a pastor for a long time i mean
1: if you're only listening to one podcast well it's not that one this is the wrong one (laughs) if you could could combine a wise
2: sage like pastor with a the flavor of some snarkiness steve jobs it's like steve jobs becomes a pastor and you know a, a hint of you know having, you know, some sort of Sam academic, yeah. you know, uh, background, M- Marty is, uh, Marty's your guy, M- Marty's yeah. a really, he's, he's just this flavorful guy that, so is, we love him, he's reading to Pastor stuff,
1: talk. listen to stuff, I, listen would, to Pastor talk. I would go there, check yes. out Southeastern Seminary, S-E-B-T-S dot E-D-U. E-D-U, and, um, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, appreciate it, talk to you next week.